The learning for today uh, throughout BRS has been sponsored for Rafu Shlema Chaim Yitzchak Ben Shein Dolhinda, who had surgery earlier today. We wish him a complete and speedy and painless Rafu Shlema. In the beginning of our parsha, Moshe, of course, pleads with the Rebbeinu and pleads with the Almighty, like an impetuous child, Lahavdil, refuses to take no for an answer. Over and over and over again. And Hashem, as so many parents have told their children, says, what don't you understand about the word no? Hashem almost literally sounds like the way we do as parents. I don't want to hear about this anymore. Don't bring it up again. Don't ask anymore. And that's understandable. Moshe pleads 515 times. One more time, Hashem would have no choice but to say yes. He stops Moshe and he says, it's, uh, it's enough. Don't ask again. Don't ask again. But Hashem seems to pour salt in Moshe Rabbeinu's wounds. Because it's not enough that he rejects and says, Don't bring it up again. It's enough. But how does he continue immediately the next Pasuk? No, climb on the mountain and look in every direction. I want you to gaze westward, northward, southward, eastward. Look with your eyes. See it all? Because you're not going in. Take it in from here because you're not going to see it from the inside. It sounds almost like Hashem is cruel. It's bad enough He's not answering in the affirmative, he's not giving a positive response to Moshe's heartfelt plea to realize his dream and go in the land. He's got to pour salt in the wounds and say, climb the mountain and take a good look, give a kick, because you're not going in. What's going on? So, Roshwab is bothered by the following question. Not about Hashem asking him to climb the mountain, but it makes sense. You've got to picture exactly where the scene is. Moshe climbs the mountain, He's facing, he's on Har Nevo, the mountains of Moab, directly east of Eretz Canaan. And it makes sense. Look to the left. Look. And you'll see the southern portion of Eretz Israel. You'll see Israel. Look straight and you'll see Israel proper. Look to the right and you'll see the northern section. But why does the Kodesh Baruch Hu tell Moshe, look Mizracha, turn to the east? Where is the east relative to the direction Moshe is facing? behind him. Turn around. So look to Israel, the north of Israel, the south of Israel, Israel proper. I get, that's Moshe's dream. That's what he doesn't get to realize. But then turn around and look to the east too, Mizracha. Ask for Schwab, why would Hashem instruct Moshe to look to the east? Schwab answers both of our questions with the same insight. He says, true, right now he's standing east of Eretz Canaan, what will be Eretz Yisrael. But after the Jewish people go in and conquer, remember the deal that was cut with Reuven and God and half of Menashe. That after they participate in the conquest, they can in fact inherit the land east of the Yardin. That means that where is Moshe standing right now? In Eretz Yisrael. The future extension expanded Eretz Yisrael based on the territory of Reuven and God and half of Menashe. Says Rav Schwab, when Hashem says that it's not to be cruel, what he's saying is, you don't get to go into Israel proper. But look at it. Look at the heart of the land, the north, the south, and turn around, because even the land you're standing in right now will be an expanded, extended version of Eretz Yisrael. 
Rabbi Liebteg is bothered, he doesn't reference for Schwab, but he says that answer is untenable. Why? Because Moshe already in the battle of Sichon has been there. Why would he have to turn around to look at it? He already has been through that land. He's seen it. So it leaves the question in place, why turn around, why look east? It only makes sense to look towards Eretz Yisrael, but Mizracha is the one direction that it makes no sense to instruct Moshe to turn around. So Berlin Tech gives a different answer. He says perhaps the Kaddish Baruch was telling Moshe, you can relate to this, if you've been to a new exhibit near the Kotel, near Harabayas, they have a virtual reality. You can put on the virtual reality goggles and go for a virtual reality tour of the Makamah Mikdash, walking in, the Karbanos, the Avoda of the Kohanim. I haven't done it myself. I've heard it's absolutely incredible. You feel like you're there, virtual reality. You turn around and the scene turns with you. It's an incredible educational way to experience a, a little appetizer of what, please God, is to come. And suggest Rabbi Liebteg, maybe that's what Hashem is telling Moshe. He is invoking exactly the same words. When Hashem instructs Avram to separate from Lot, he tells Avram, He pared Lot me'imo, Sona inachu reimen ha'makom ha'shatasham, Tzafona v'negba v'kedma v'yama. He tells Avram, No, ki es kol ha'aretz ha'shatore elocha etnenu lazaracha ad olam. He says, Avram, put on these virtual reality glasses and look in every direction. Because it may be hard for you to imagine right now, but your offspring, your progeny, your descendants will populate the whole land. It's width and it's breadth in every direction. Look in every direction, this land will be filled with your children. Employ your imagination and picture what that will be. And says Rabbi Liebteg, maybe that's what Hashem is telling Moshe. Be like Avraham and Yaakov. He told the same thing. Put on the virtual reality glasses. And even though you're standing right now in Moab, even though you're standing right now outside east of Eretz Yisrael, I want you to turn in every direction as if you were in Israel wearing virtual reality glasses. But I want to share with you a third answer very quickly. It's my own suggestion. And my suggestion is that maybe, maybe, Hashem was telling Moshe the following to answer both of our questions. Why be cruel? You can't go in, but walk on the mountain, take a good look, take a good look, because you're not going there. Why be cruel, number one? And number two, why Mizracha? Why turn around? And maybe the answer is the following. Moshe's dream is crushed. He has put up with this incorrigible people throughout the 40-year journey in the Midbar. Why? Because he just dreams of bringing them into the land, of fulfilling the very purpose, our mandate. Am Yisrael, Torah Yisrael, in Eretz Yisrael, being that model for the world. That's his dream. And Vaischanan al-Hashem ba'isahi, he pleads and he begs for the fulfillment of that dream. And Hashem says no. And that's incredibly painful. To not fulfill a dream, to not realize a goal or a mission is incredibly painful. So maybe Hashem is telling Moshe, you know what, climb the mountain. And look, look at your dream. But you know what, also turn around. And instead of only focusing on where you didn't get, take a good look on how far you've come. By turning around and facing Mizrahi, you'll see just how far you've taken this people. Sometimes... We are motivated and inspired by seeing the destination, how far we have yet to go. But other times, we have to feel good, take a moment and pause and experience a success and turn around and look at just how far we've come. And maybe it's not a coincidence, Pashas Vaschana, Nenachamu, Nachamu, Ami, because the Nechama that comes after experiencing a, mission, a meaningful Tishabav is to turn around, to look back at the Bein HaMitzarim, to see just how far we've come, not with a sense of pride in the worst way, but with a sense of pride that will compel and push us to go even further.